The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old Spaths Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my companion, Tony. Yes, hello to all my friends out there and to all my foes who are listening. How dare you come here? <laughs> That's great. I'm going to steal that sometime. <laughs> all right. This series of Old Space Show follows the episode-by-episode time-traveling, body-hopping exploits of the first season of Quantum Leap. Today, we'll be talking about the sixth episode, Double Identity. Sam leaps into a mafia hitman named Frankie on just November 8th, 1965, caught in a, an affair with mob boss and father-in-law to his brother, Don Gino's mistress, Teresa. Gino doesn't like the appearance of Teresa at the wedding and deduces she is seeing someone behind his back. He leads a charge, suspecting Frankie may be it. Al tells Sam that Ziggy has a plan that he must follow to a T to bring him back to his present time. The odd plan, which includes seducing Teresa in the attic where he arrived and plugging in a hairdryer in Buffalo that causes a blackout, goes accordingly, and Don Gino shows up at gunpoint and confronts the lovers. During the scuffle for the gun, Sam leaps out and into Don Gino. He deduces that he must make sure the couple is together and that Don Gino can do nothing about it once he leaps back. So he rushes them to the church and he has them married. Al says the plan wasn't followed to a T and lets Sam know he's really there to pull a winning bingo ball for Frankie's grandmother who is playing in the church. When he leaps, he looks in the mirror and he's a black man in what appears to be very unfriendly Jim Crow era times. That's next. <laughs> uh, this is directed by Aaron Lipstadt. Now this guy... Huge TV directing career, Miami Vice, two more episodes of this show, The Flash, Untouchables, 4400, Medium, CSI, Elementary, Grimm, Bosch. He was the associate producer and special effects and did special visual effects on Escape from New York. He played the pizza boy in Slumber Party Massacre while he was also the production manager on that. Saturday the 14th, Battle Beyond the Stars and Galaxy of Terror. Boom. He's like the Jonathan Frakes of the 80s. Genre. Yes. Just like, everywhere. Just all just, the things. <laughs> I was just peering in. I'm like, oh, oh, it just kept building. Sometimes there are other, they're, they're up and coming credits. Don't matter. Yeah. This guy was just like, wow, legend. Been, he was working hard for the money back then. <laughs> yes. And it uh, was written by Donald P. Belisario, mm-hmm. um, starring Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell, and guest starring Terry Garber, Mike Genovese. Joe Santos, Nick Cassavetes, and Mark Margolis, which, you know, the bell dinging guy from Breaking Bad. And uh, Garber, she has a big TV career, being in As the World Turns, General Hospital, Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara, Dynasty, and that North and South series that was huge in the 80s. Uh, Genovese, which playing Don Gino, Genovese, yeah. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, he's got a good TV career. He was in ER, The Flash, Falcon Crest, and he starred with Chuck Norris in Code of Silence. And, of course, Nick Cassavetes talked about recently on the Wraith episode I did. Yeah. Uh, But this was, yeah, we talked earlier. This is the second episode they shot of the show. Yeah, so it makes sense that Belisario wrote this one because right. this was in probably in his mind. This was this was part of the opening sequence, and then I think I, I believe if I have my story correct, he was concerned that Sam's double leap at the end would confuse new viewers, and mm-hmm. it would be too much. Like, what are the rules here? So he said, let's bump it a little further down the Although line. Although he double, well, he did leap twice in the first, but it was different times. But yes. uh, yeah, I'm glad this one they they made the right decision because yeah. I don't know how this plays be in the second episode. Like it's. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, it's a very, yeah, because a, a lot of these previous episodes that we have done have talked, and, and we talked about this, about how we are able to humanize Sam a little bit and how he really kind of mm-hmm. cares for his people. And this one, to me, was a little more uh, slapstick is not the right word, but it's mm-hmm. definitely got, got a heavier comedic aspect. There's not, it doesn't feel like there's much at stake here beyond Sam trying not to get himself killed. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, I definitely think it was smarter to to go for the, different vibe of episodes early and then push this one back a little bit. Right. And it also makes sense that like, cause in the early episodes, they're struggling to figure this thing out. Like how do they know where he's at, where he's going, what he has to do. And then we've been through five episodes. Well, you know, four past the the premiere and now they're like, okay, we have a plan. We think we could do this. So it kind of feels like it's been building to this, of uh, uh, Ziggy's plan to you know follow this to a T and you'll be back here. We think. Right. This he, was one. Uh, yeah. This is only. This is one of the few episodes where they actually referenced. They actually had a name for it: the retrieval program. Retrieval. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. They they only reference it other. You know, in the big. In, you know, Season the big three, huge episode. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. In the in the lead back. So yeah. So clearly they had some sort of an idea. Um, and yeah, like you said, it makes sense that they were kind of building. You know, kind of working out the kinks and building up to it. Mm-hmm. I also see how this could this could have worked in a second episode from that from that standpoint because you're like okay this accident just happened we have a contingency plan crap the contingency plan didn't work let's never speak of it again you know that type of vibe so (laughs) true 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 that that, i get that yeah um and it's not like yeah it's not so much like what do i have to do here they kind of have an idea of what needs to happen um but there's a lot of interesting challenges brought up here like this is the first time like his life's in danger like he may be murdered by right. a mob boss and that's uh, that's kind of a new angle to have so we right. haven't had someone we've had him in danger with like the the jet uh in the first in the original one but this is where a human would call would be after him causing him right and it well, and it brings up an intriguing question is that if he dies in in mid leaper you know in while he's in 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 the past they've already mm-hmm. established that the person that he's left into now goes into the future what happens? Does that person stay in the future? Does he just pop back in the body? So this was a very intriguing episode from that front. In addition to the fact that we actually did see, yeah, um, we did see he he came back. Frankie came back, and he was disoriented. He didn't yeah. see you know. I, I know that Al says the people when they go to the future they go into the waiting room and things like that. But apparently they're not like chatting them up. Welcome to the year three thousand. Well, they don't, they don't no, remember not. their experience in the the waiting right. room. Yeah, yeah, because they, he, Frankie came back and he was like, "What day is it? Is the wedding over?" He was very almost like amnesiac from from his time trip. So, yeah. and I, do all of them come back? Like, what the hell just happened, or was right. this an unexpected hiccup in the right. leap? Because when yeah, he comes back, it's yeah, it's weird. They're they're fumbling with the gun, and then he's 
Don Gino and it look around Frankie's just like what's going on and he's very not Sam when he's, yes. when he's talking and stuff uh, which is very interesting yeah so it makes my uh, it makes my sci-fi brain of course go right to you know like I said when when Frankie hops into the future then does, does it, you know is there someone there debriefing him does Al say hello like do they say you're in the future like you know yeah. what's that what's that conversation or is he just as disoriented in the future I'm not sure we ever get those answers, but it's an intriguing thing to think about. So. Yeah, and there's a there's a some smart writing there too, where uh, Don Gino, where Sam is Don Gino, he's like, I can't make you just go, oh, you're happy. I can't just tell you you're happy together because I'm gonna leap out. This guy's gonna be back in and not because he realizes the disorienting, and he's like, well, we need to do something like more permanent or something to get right to get this out of here. And it's yeah, that's just like okay, clever, clever. What, well thought out uh, on getting it there. There is like, this is the, you know, the Godfather. They saw, you know, we talked a couple episodes. Oh, they saw Rocky. Yep. They saw the Godfather <laughs> here. Uh, they do a really good job of the exterior, the back lot, whatever street they shot on looks really Godfather-like almost. And this is pre-Goodfellas, yeah. so there's no Goodfellas influence uh, to, to be on this. Granted, it's taking place in the past, so the Goodfellas probably wouldn't be um, the point of reference for this one. But uh yeah, there, there's the Don Don Gino, and the the leap is the big deal here with the leaping twice at the end, and I'm not sure. If, I mean that that happens in stories later on, but never a couple, but not yeah as immediate in the scene as this one. Right, and it's just as jarring. I like that it's just as jarring for the viewer as it is for Sam because Sam is essentially now seeing what he was just experiencing from a completely different standpoint. It's the first yeah. time where you really get that vibe of like he is physically experiencing what he was just living now living as another person so it's a, it's a very you know it, and it they're goes immediately down the looking at him further. differently yes <laughs> he's like you can't be like hey guys we're all we were just friends but right he yeah he's literally the only one who knows that he is the one that's bouncing around and they are all you know uh really uh, other than um uh why i'm blanking on her name now other than teresa uh, Teresa, yes other than teresa uh she's the only constant in the scene because frankie and then don gino were you know alternately there and not there you know from 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 minute to minute so yeah it's very very interesting but yes i I do appreciate the 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 authentic feeling vibes of the mafia and everything like that Mm -hmm. al to me al starts to become a little bit of a a little bit of a convenient catch-all where, you know, first, right. oh, I can fly a jet and I can teach you how to box. And now I speak perfect Italian. Let me, you know, like everything that Sam has a problem with, Al conveniently shows up to guide him with, you know, and I, I understand that's a plot device. You have to do what you have to do, but, you know, it, it starts to feel a little convenient after this, right. you know, at this point. There's this, yeah, because he has to sing at the beginning mm-hmm. of the wedding and he doesn't know the words of the song, but Al knows that one. And uh, then there's there's a really good the the barber or the salon scene where Sam yes. goes to visit Teresa and Gino catches him and he's got him with the razor to his neck and speaking Italian and <laughs> they do give Sam a while to try to just deduce what he's saying from the Italian and it doesn't go as hot so Al is there to bail him out and then we get subtitles once Al's there so as a viewer <laughs> they play it smart but um, yeah in the viewer experience but with the others like yeah it's a very convenient like what would have happened if this would have been a latino mob like right gang or something like that but yeah ziggy's advanced but apparently he doesn't have you know wikipedia or google translate on him you know so (laughs) yeah they don't have the translating uh, translating module just to get rid of all the we're never going to understand everybody babble fish is not a is not a thing here so 
But no, I do appreciate the, like you said, um, uh, in fact, when you, when you said it just now, it kind of reminded me of the fact that, you know, those, those Italian subtitles, yeah, they don't show up until Al starts helping with the translation. Mm -hmm. So the viewer once again goes along with Sam in that feeling of confusion and disorientation and, and, and what's going on, you know, we've talked about that in the past where that's a really intriguing part of the show that I mm -hmm. think probably viewers really, really gravitated to the fact that they feel like they don't know what's going on just as much as Sam doesn't. And it's a really right. nice connection between the viewer and the character. Right. And a viewer with Sam too. We, we also get a little brief moment where Sam kind of lets out that I'm not fully on board trusting you and Ziggy at this point. Like, cause right. he's like, why? Cause there's a, why would you trust Teresa or to do all this? He's like, why am I trusting you? Like, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. As far as, as far as workplace accidents go, the quantum leap accident to getting stuck in time yeah. is a fairly big one for, for, for OSHA to have to deal with maybe in the future. That's so. true. This is true. <laughs> I, I can only imagine the workman's comp claim for the Beckett family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very. Yeah, it, maybe they grow as he continues to fix history. Maybe there's because he changes an event, he has another child or something like that. But um, this does have a, a historical event that happens here where they plug the hairdryer into a fraternity house's plug. Uh, the great uh, Northeast blackout of November 9th, mm -hmm. 1965 happens to save the day in Buffalo, New York, which is really odd that that was instruction and then comes to fruition so he's causing another historical event to happen right it's one of, it's definitely they're 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 leaning in every every episode it seems to to, to some extent they kind of lean into the that that temporal chicken and the egg thing like did this mm -hmm. stuff happen because of sam or is did sam go back and accidentally become a part of this you know so it's a very right. interesting yeah it's a very interesting dichotomy i love that kind of tongue-in-cheek thing right. um I, a, like, you know, watergate so far we've had watergate mm -hmm. We've had uh, Buddy Holly. Buddy, yep. We've had, and now we've had um, this blackout. So they're yes, definitely going in there. Um, yeah, uh, the the bingo thing. It's another ending that's like, wow, wow, oh guys. <laughs> yeah, what really needs corrected? Yeah, it's, that's a, that's another one of those head scratchers. Just like last week, where we talked about, you know, what are you really correcting? And is this some cosmic injustice? Did, did that, Don that, Gino that his really mom have didn't win bingo? <laughs> did Don Gino or Frankie really have to pull the bingo ball? Like he, right. he changed leaps. What did that? Yeah. If anything, you know, if he's he's the godfather. He could he could literally have gone to her like. What uh, what letter and number do you need? And then whatever ball he pulled out, he'd be like, oh, that's that's the one you needed. How convenient. Yes. No matter what the ball said, for real, he could have just been using it. And no one would have been like, Don, you're cheating. They were like, yes, sir. Yes, whatever yes. you say is fine. You, you, want, you want her to have the money? Take it. Take it. Right. Like, I feel like he has more influence than a bingo ball has to give him at this point. So. True. Yeah, maybe the, the, the leap that happened to Don Gino was because he the they figured out something with this plan, but it didn't work right or something. Right. Maybe that's why he lit that. But that, yeah, the bingo ball is like, what? Okay. What if he didn't show up there? Did she still like, yeah, it's interesting. Um, one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite lines in here and the performance is great. was uh, when Don Gino as Sam as Don Gino tells Frankie, like, he's like, Oh, you're going to want you're you'll wind. You're going to wind up like Jimmy Hoffa. And he goes, I'm in the Teamsters? Yeah. And him and Teresa's like, wow. Yeah, I do like the anachronisms. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anachronisms like that, or like when uh like when Sam told Teresa that she's awesome and she's like, I what what are you saying to me? Like, yeah, yeah. I love those kind of things. You know, it's a 
again, I hate to keep going back to the to the Back to the Future well, but yeah, it's like uh, when 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 Marty plays Johnny B. Good, and he's like, yep. you know, your kid, you guys aren't ready for this yet, but your kids are gonna love it. It's got that kind of vibe to it, which I which I appreciate. And I love that they're conscious of it because you know some writing might just. I'm sure we have like historical movies that we think are fine, but there's like, yeah, they would have never responded to that. You know, that if you want to push it, you better be like, right. But, like I, I like Ooh. it when they're, but even though like that could be in place there. So it takes your mind off thinking that there might be other fallacies. So you're like, Oh, they're aware. Like the, so they're not going to write any fallacies because they did that. And your brain shuts off and you ignore what fallacies could come into dialogue later on too right well and i and i know this is in this is in the 60s so it's way before awesome but it's an interesting uh interesting vibe that you know i believe i believe Teresa repeats that back to him she goes well i want to be awesome you know and it could be even one of those deep-seated things where they're saying that this may be the genesis of that word you know she says it and her friends here and then you know a decade or so later it's caught on in huge popularity where did the word come from it could have been right here so yeah. Oh, that whole paradox of yes, the cosmic chicken and the egg. There, <laughs> it's frustrating and fun at the same time. It's great. That's right. <laughs> All right. Do you got any more for this one? Uh, not really. I appreciated the fact that we got another another Gucci uh, name drop here. Just just because a scientist named Gucci, just yeah. to me, every time I every time I hear that name, I'm going to be like, Gucci. <laughs> Stupid, but, but so yeah, so we got another Gucci reference, uh, and then of course, uh, you know, leaving us for ready for next week when uh, when Sam obviously has a very unique jump coming up. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure that the teaser, which is designed to be at the end of the episode to keep the hook for the people coming back, I'm mm-hmm. sure when audiences first saw this and they were like, "Huh, he's he's mixing," you know, he's gone yeah. to a different race, and no, gosh, we're in for crazies next week. It must be. It must have been sweeps week or something. So yeah, yeah, we got yeah, we got changed race. So okay, we got gender coming up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, definitely, it's just going to show like no, he could be anybody week to week. So and they're already anybody. pushing for it. There, not a we'll hold this off for a season where we're going to need it. It's they're they're wanting to just show you how far they'll explore right sure. away. So it's a it's a great it's a great cliffhanger. And for like 1989, that was like whoa, okay. Right. Similar to what we talked about last week with the with the uh, brief touch on um, strippers and, you know, the 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 sex workers thing mm-hmm. not being as as, you know, as much of a stigma as it was at the time. This is, yeah, one of those things where they just kind of attacked it head on and said, hey, we're not going to shy away from the what ifs and put it in a strange situation. We're going to we're going to dive right in and, and see what would happen if a white man ended up as a black man and had had his experiences. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I give him definite props for that. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I think like it's it's a bold move rather than mm, I don't know if we should do that. And you know what? If you do it and fail, well, you you went there. You know, I know yeah, people sir. rate something that doesn't age well or maybe play even play well at the time, but the fact that it was attempted rather than sitting and just like I like you know like Marvel. Well, I don't know if we're ready for a female director yet or a female like sure. Re- just try and fail first. You know, like that's. Yeah. This is this is coming. This is coming from the same series that the opening the opening narration on the credits talked about things going, quote unquote, a little caca every yes. every week. So, you know, whatever. We're still that. And, and we still every episode has a little bit of a narrative recap so far, which those go yep. away. I'm pretty yes. sure later on. So that's a very season one thing. And it's like yep. like it's 
those kind of add to the light serialization of it. Like, oh, that's where we were before. And then they're going to end up changing it to you shouldn't care where we were before. Let's focus on this episode and where we're going next time. Correct. Yeah. I, yeah. I see this as kind of the, uh, the, the training wheels for the audience, kind of getting mm-hmm. you used to, you know, this is, this is what we're doing. And every week it's a little different, but remember this is where we were last week. And like you said, by the second season, they've thrown that to the wind and they said, that's fine. You, you're, you're a sink or swim at this point. You're either with us in the show mm-hmm. or you're not. So, and I don't, <laughs> I think when it was airing new uh, back in the eighty nine in the nineties, I I think I don't think it was one of those shows that had that unless it had a it was a it was a second part of something. I don't think it had a previously on Quantum Leap. I think it was just Correct. played played straight because it had the intro. You'd get a tease like we don't even have a teaser right now, so we would have you'll later on have the little intro. You'll have a teaser of where he leaps in basically the end of the last episode and then the opening credits. And then we'd right. come in. That's the cadence they would go for later. But right now we're in something that's wholly owned to season one. Yep. And they never had the female voice go went a little caca. Went a little caca. Yeah. That's a, that's another interesting thing about this episode is I believe Sam uh, or Al rather, uh, um, he references uh, was it was it this episode or was it last episode where he references Ziggy as a he and then in later seasons yeah Ziggy takes on more of a feminine persona yeah. but uh, but yeah so you, you you've got these things obviously you know this was being intended to be the second the essentially the second episode mm-hmm. produced you know they they're still working out the kinks at this point so yeah definitely and it's fun to watch yeah all right. All right, well, that'll do it for today. I think we've made right where other conversations about the episode once went wrong. Tony, tell people where they can leap to find your work. Sure, so you can come check me out at sciencefiction.com. I spent a good chunk of my time over there talking about all things sci-fi. And then if you want to talk to me personally, you can find me uh, pretty much all around on the interwebs. Anywhere you go, social media, you'll find me at Tony Schaub. Twitter's at Tony Schaub. Instagram's at Tony Schaub. Facebook.com, Tony Schaub, or TonyShob.com. Uh, just come and hang out with me and let's let's talk. That's it. All right, hashtag bingo blackout. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work at whysoblue.com. There's more from the Brandon Peters show this week, but from old space. Oh, boy. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.